Let's go. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> Maybe this time we don't listen to the theme. Okay. No, I'm kidding. We, like, we, have, <laughs> we have to. It'd be weird. How do we know what to say? Sean would have to yeah. come up with a whole new intro. Um, hi. Hey. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi I'm Abdul. Oh, Good, no. I'm Abdul. That's, and You're, that's where I'm going to leave it for today, oh, everybody. Abdul. I'm Abdul. No, I'm... Are you Abdul? I'm the Abdul. We got to listen to the theme. Live so. from New York, it's Saturday night. That's not, oh, no, that's not the show. Saturday <laughs> lore. Ba, 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 da. Guys, is racism good or bad? Bad. <laughs> Tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara, and with me, as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello. Everybody playing Fat Billy the Halfling Thief Jessica Ty. Hello, and playing Ving the Half Elf Druid Paul Oppers. Hi. When last we left our <laughs> heroes, we found them in the town of Flotsam, held prisoner by the mysterious and insidious Cliff Seeker for about fifteen minutes, <laughs> and then it all just got so fucked up. This guy tried to use some sort of magic mirror to control Tuck in some way. Tuck resisted it with his healthy distrust for magic. And then in trying to escape through the door, killed a man. By accident. I feel bad about that. Really do. <laughs> uh, and you know who else felt bad about it? Everybody else in the town of Flotsam. His mother. <laughs> uh, and things just went progressively worse and worse as you tried to convince these people not to kick you out into the storm. We failed so many times. It was crazy. It was. I think it was a record. It was speed and consistency. That's potent. The real sea of graves. That's what they give us. (laughs) The dice know. Oh, the dice know. The dice are the sea of graves. The sea of graves was the friends we made along the way. (laughs) Okay, fuck. What happened? Um, Uh, Oh, Billy agreed that he would turn every piece of furniture in their great hall into food. And somehow I did. You got a 10. I did. You just got a 10. Massive magic. Yeah. Food based. Through the aid of Tuck and Ving telling you about all these delicious foods just naming foods you kind of made the gravy dream (gasps) the gravy dream was here all along but i feel like inside of you the whole time billy can't imagine the kind of gravy that is happening at mccall no that gravy is gonna blow his little boobs off yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah he's got him yeah he's got him but that's i've never heard that as 
Like I, I've never thought of it, and I, I can't believe how apt a description it is. Yeah. <laughs> the gravy McCall, this one thing says to Billy is gonna blow your little boobs off. But. I can't <laughs> wait. He's always wanted them gone. Yeah. <laughs> they're just a, they're a problem now. Yeah. It's gonna make running so much easier. Yeah. Uh, you know what I learned from The Sopranos is sometimes people call spaghetti sauce gravy, and that was really confusing for me for a while in that oh. show. So I was like, gravy's good, and be like. Why are you eating gravy with spaghetti? Gravy's just sauce. Like, yeah, come apparently. On, everyone. Yeah, weird. It's just like thick soup. Like, <laughs> who else calls it gravy? The oh, Italians, apparently, <laughs> or at least Italian Americans. Yeah, I. Uh, you guys want to know one of my shameful secrets? Uh oh. Do you mm-hmm. drink gravy like soup? Because same. Yeah, one hundred percent. My go-to order at Noodle Box was coconut Thai curry with. 2x extra sauce so that it's a soup at the end mm. i remember that and i would always say that to the cute cashiers that worked wow <laughs> i was like i kind of get a soup too right is it like, cool i hate my job it'll be 1651 yeah <laughs> uh, so funny yeah i remember Droplets. like witnessing one time in Gastown you doing that it was pretty good yeah. <laughs> and then she was like would you like still or sparkling water and then I embarrassed myself because I was like sparkling water <laughs> <laughs> well I never so fancy <laughs> okay so um, Billy turned a bunch of furniture into food and they were allowed to stay one single night but the next day they stole a boat called the Gilded Lily and freed Chimes's semi-wrecked skiff. Mm-hmm. And while sailing away, towing the boat to a place where they could attempt to repair it, they were attacked by a big crab. A big old crab. Yeah, like for like a second. <laughs> yeah, it, it went pretty great for it. You guys all did really well. Yeah. Ving stabbed it with a spear. Billy poisoned it. And then Tuck put his fist through multiple parts of it. He, he gave it a round of applause inside his own head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> mash, so mash, 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 cool. mash. Uh, and then after... <laughs> Sorry, that's the sound. Can we please keep it moving? You're right, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, And after sailing along for a little bit, eating raw crab meat, they were visited yet again by... Diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) We were trying to season it with seawater. Yeah. (laughs) And Bing's like, no, if you just dunk it in the water, it's uh, it's way better. You can almost get it down. And then you were visited once again by your long-lost companion and informant, Cerulean Depths as seen from Great Heights, the sea dragon who appeared to tell you that she had found word of Perel and that he is at the eye of the storm, as you determined, but that the sea has noted his passage and the waters move to claim him. So now we got to figure out this riddle. We can just ask her more questions. She left. She left. She left. She left? I know. <laughs> oh. She told three stupid people something cryptic and then left. <laughs> she is a dragon. Dragons are dumb. Yeah. The waters have moved to claim him. Uh. Maybe her scale can... I think is obsessed with <laughs> the scale. scale. Can we try this? Does this do anything <laughs> to help us? All right, guys. I know we're in a tight spot, but hear me out. Scale. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so what do you do you i think your plan initially was to fix chimes's boat oh right we were gonna try and figure out what was going on with it we have a very good line of where we're going right mm-hmm. yes. right yeah, yeah at least for now you have like a landmark that you're using oh yeah that like discolored one yeah mm-hmm. and we have chimes's beard that's telling us where to go uh, i'm trying to think of any sort of 
skill would we need a skill to fix the boat up yeah it's basically got some chunks chimes's boat has some chunks like broken off of it and some of the runes have been destroyed so specifically what chunks uh i believe tuck yanked a part off when he was lifting the boat the bow the tip the bow is all fucked up those runes from when the thunderbird uh clutched on to tow us yep and then the storm itself just damaged some runes along the side. And those boards on the side of the boat have been cracked, like compromised, basically. Right. Yeah. Like they're, the rudder is thankfully fine because mm-hmm. uh, that would suck to have to replace. But yeah, so it's just kind of needs general repairs. I Can I conduct them? Yeah, totally. Ving wants to get to work on this boat. I think there's a bit of Billy in there too. With the runes? With the runes. Yeah, I'm like trying to figure out like, are we trying to repair the runes as well yeah i think the thing that is a bit of a trip up in this is that you don't necessarily know which runes were destroyed and what they did yeah it's just like oh it's kind of fucked up but we don't know what any of these were for can you commune with the boat (laughs) think do you have boat tucker well, I was gonna say was that's looking. not Jessica's not wrong. Yeah. Ben can talk to literally anything. Yeah, that's really. But he can wood. talk to wood. Wood. Oh, he just has never done it. He can talk to basic. He can talk to pure elements. He can talk mm. to plants and rocks. He can talk to all animals. Basically, is it possible for Ving to convince the wood to fix itself? Oh, that this would is be the thing. Really cool. Wood. Usually, I can't in things that are built. Because oh. they, it's only when they're living, because then they're still imbued with the spirit of the living wood. But because of these runes, maybe there's some... We have said that magic and spirit energy are the antithesis of each other. So I don't think that that would help the runes, but well, I think... I'll just go fuck myself up. <laughs> no, but it, it is kind of like spirit energy, right? I mean, yeah, we don't really necessarily know what runes do. I think they're kind of like connected to the spirit world, especially because chimes uses them to get into the spirit world that's a good point he's he's more spiritual than he's magical right yeah Yeah. so actually i was just thinking about this in my head so we've got spirit energy which is what ving utilizes and then we have magical thaumaturgic or whatever which is what perel utilizes so if spirit energy and magic are like two programs runes might be more like hardwiring the universe it's almost like it channels both things it's like the pipe like that the energy flows through yeah it's like a bong through which the energies of the universe are huffed. <laughs> Do you huff a bong? Yeah, you huff a bong, John. <laughs> oh, actually, no. What am I doing? Spell lore. That's what. Oh, that, sorry. That's what this role should be. If you're oh, like, no. ooh, can, like, do does spirit energy work with runes? Can I sure talk does. to this stuff? Let me tell you. Two six plus intelligence. So too late. <laughs> oh, nice. Lord. There we go. Plus ten. Yes. Plus intelligence. Ten. Ten. Yay. Intelligence. <laughs> fucking eight <laughs> where did you think the two was coming wisdom. from wisdom yeah <laughs> i was trying to use my wisdom okay so how do i make what i just said interesting but not useful because what, what is being trying to figure out he's trying to figure out if he can use the talk to the wood mm-hmm. even though it's dead wood well what i will say is the thing that ving is thinking about because you know as a druid he's learned a lot about the spirits through his mother through the other druids I think that you talking to wood his whole life. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Wood talker. Uh, Come on, (laughs) please. 
What you <laughs> just looked like she was giving a caterpillar massage therapy. What the fuck is that? Is that Ving Masturbating? Fuck you guys. <laughs> no, we know it's much bigger than this. Yeah. Yeah. Like two second, cans of tuna. The first one was two fingers. The second one was two hands. <laughs> Look. Oh, I mean, I mean this. The, th- the third one looked like she had someone in a headlock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. As I was fucking saying. <laughs> yes. You, you're not going to be able to do anything about the runes right now. You don't know what's damaged. You don't know what they do. Mm-hmm. But I think that since druids are all about the natural world, they don't speak to objects, but you have heard schools of thought or like philosophical subsets of the druidic belief system where objects, especially objects that are well-loved and frequently used, take on lives of their own. You know, over time, they're imbued with bits and bits of the people that use them and love them. Mm-hmm. And then they just take on aspects of personality and Ving you do know maybe this boat does have a spirit because I've heard of that happening but you don't know how to utilize it if the boat has a spirit I would be able to find it in the spirit world yeah that makes sense it might, yeah it might be, I feel like it would be a part of the spirit world that Ving has never gone to before the marina <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed there I'm not a member uh, yeah I mean wow I guess it would be in the spirit world I think I would make it another role. I think I would make For it sure. like a defy danger wisdom to just try and contact a type of spirit you've never contacted before. Maybe it's because like he doesn't know what it would be. Like, is yeah. it a boat or is it something else? Totally. Yeah. It's yeah. like, is it yeah. a boat? Is it a person? Thing talker. What? Shapeshifting and studied essence to inanimate natural objects, plants and animals or creatures made thereof. This is a legitimate move. It is. Awesome. 2d6 plus wisdom. Oh, are you kidding me? Snake eyes. Oh, fuck. Snake fucking eyes. Oh, no. Wow. Fucking Um, snake eyes, guys. Okay, so Ving, you put... I'm so sorry for cursing. (laughs) You put your hands on the wood of the boat and you close your eyes. I put my lips on the wood. Yeah, and you... It's cold. (laughs) You enter into the meditative state that you do when you contact spirits and nothing like less than nothing. It's not even like it's an absence. It's just nothing happens. And then it starts to rain. And you hear thunder in the distance as the storm starts moving closer to you. Uh, should I just give up now? <laughs> the wind starts to pick up. The waves get higher. And you have these two boats lashed together as you are like, yeah, what's your plan? There are, as I said, there are extreme weather moves in Perilous Wilds that you can use when it comes to just navigating through weather. Oh yeah, let's try that. So the two moves are hunker down, which is when you take shelter to wait out the elements. Mm-hmm. I would, I could consider going below decks on this bigger boat that you stole hunkering down mm-hmm. um, or forge ahead when you push on despite powerful opposition from the elements. I kind of want to forge ahead. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm tired of like letting this storm push us around Same. Mm-hmm. and like dictate what we can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have a ship. We have two ships. We have two ships. Yeah. Like we can do this. Let's fucking try and beat it. Okay. Let's try and sail the storm. All right. Let's do it. Let's Sounds do good. It. Whoever is piloting it, 2d6 plus constitution. I have the highest constitution. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> and you just gave the most rousing Braveheart speech. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's you. Yeah. We all stand looking at like the the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, everyone's like, to do it. Billy and Ving put their fingers on their noses. <laughs> like, like, oh, what did we oh, know that? Fuck. <laughs> it's not fair because you guys are taking advantage <laughs> of the fact that you're smarter and faster than I am. <laughs> uh, so good. All right. Yeah. So this is a this is a two d six plus Constitution from Tacoma Dome. So. Tuck has like been learning a little bit from watching Ving sail these waters, and he takes the uh, like the knotted up rope that's holding the main sail in, and he like undoes it and kicks the boom all the way out, so it's at a right angle. What's that called? In irons. And he's like, we're gonna catch as much of this fucking wind as possible. It's fucking Holy sick. Shit. Yeah. Is it called in irons? Because that's cool as hell too. I think it is. Boats are cool. Roll yeah. it. Two d six plus Constitution. Six, seven, eight, nine. Ooh. <laughs> Assistance I coming your way. Who's assisting and how? And I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ving's a sailor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knows how to do boat stuff. I think what's happening is that, like, the force of the wind, we can hear it cracking the mast. Mm. Like, it's pushing so hard. Oh, or- yeah. He lashes yeah. his uh, harpoon on the other end and then stabs it on the on the bow. So then it's tethered from both sides. Yeah. Oh. Fucking cool. 86 plus bond. <laughs> what is happening? Six. Fuck. Can you aid him? Am I allowed to aid in an aid roll? Can you aid an aid? <laughs> Let's say yes. Please. Can I just quickly resolve a bond? <laughs> Damn it. I, I mean, like, my guess is that no, but I kind of want yes. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want yes too. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll do maybe we'll do yes cuz I mean knowing the risk that if this fails as well, this is like double bad. Oh. This is still a 9, so Tuck's going to have a partial success, but if both of you fail, that's bad news. I'm going to do my best to All not right. fail. I'm just going to hold on to the rope so that it's nice and taut so he can secure it. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Huge! Ooh, I got nine. Oh, thank God! Thank- can I aid that aid? Aid? Uh, yeah, Tuck. Can you aid Billy's aid to make it a ten? No, yeah, I don't. Can't totally. <laughs> aid is aid. Aid. Do not. What a daisy chain of aid. I know. <laughs> Wonderful. That's great. Okay, so Billy's help helps Ving just narrowly succeed. There's like narratively when he tried to reach into the other place to like contact that that the boat mm-hmm. and he found nothing just like before when remember he was contacts nothing it it sends him low mm-hmm. oh yeah once he's touching right, that yeah. nothing he gets real nothing oh right like when you tried to commune uh, with the danger room right yeah and it was like just void yeah 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 okay wait so that aid made that aid successful which makes that a 10 yeah yeah fuck gang shit yeah <laughs> wow incredible uh okay so on a 10 with hunker down you go as far as you are able before needing to pause for a rest. That thing is happening where the wheel's just like spinning mm-hmm. like crazy. And Ving is just like uh, reinforced the main mast so it doesn't break. And Billy's holding onto it with him. And Tuck like runs behind the wheel and grabs it. And it like jerks to a stop. Mm-hmm. And he starts like steering basically to catch as much of the wind as possible to keep them in irons like going in the direction of the wind, riding the storm front in front of the storm as it's trying to catch us. Mm. It's almost like when 
you try and catch a dust mote and yeah. it keeps moving out of your hands. Oh, yeah. And every time, like, the storm reaches for us, it pushes us further out of its reach. So oh. cool. Very cool. And also, Tuck had another bottle that had sabotage in it. <laughs> <laughs> and he pops it and he's like, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Not again. We can't do it again. <laughs> and so you're, I assume you're sailing right to the that discolored pillar? Yeah. Because that's sort of your only landmark right now. Where it's like that going towards it is towards Perel. Yeah, as far as you can tell. Yeah. Based on the jinglies from the braid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not the eye of the storm. <clears throat> no, no, absolutely okay. not. Yeah. So it is really, really rough. You're all getting th- tossed around. We can kind of see the storm... Like the sapien aspect of oh. it gr- grasping for us, mm-hmm. and you can see these like fingers of waves trying to pull. Ooh. Sort of like when it's snowing and it, the snow like swirls yeah, in a certain way. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, totally. feels like it's grabbing at us every time we move forward. We see these giant waves like mm-hmm. cresting over the front of the boat. Yeah, and it's like we're surfing it almost yeah. like back and forth, like totally. Moana. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, like Moana. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh why didn't we reference Moana during all the sailing? Here it's we been, go. It's been a while since I've seen Moana. I don't really yeah. remember what happens. There's a glowing manta ray. Never seen it. It's pretty good. I will watch it. Yeah. It's cool. It's like a sequel to Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. It's a prequel to Lilo and Stitch, you moron. That's Lilo's mom you're talking about. <laughs> Show some respect. Uh, I like this idea that Sean and Jessica have a fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, where Moana is the mother of Lilo. Yeah. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. And after riding this storm for your fucking lives eventually you outrun the worst of it Mm -hmm. it's still raining pretty bad you sail into the area around this discolored pillar which you now see is covered in like lichen Mm. on one side this like greeny blue moss climbs up the side of this pillar which accounts for the discoloration that you saw earlier you come to a relative calm it's still raining pretty bad it's windy but it's not like maliciously windy Mm -hmm. Uh, it seems like you've lost the storm or it gave up for some reason yeah it's like when someone farts in a room and leaves and their fart is still there Uh uh-huh they're not i know what that's like (laughs) (laughs) an empty room just with you and a fart someone you loved (laughs) unrelated i have to go to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) but i will say that ving rolled a seven to nine on his aid roll yeah ving what do you think that is uh you mean the partial success yeah um. Mm. Why isn't it just like the ropes that we use are so frayed, like they're done? We can't use them again. Yeah, that's a great idea. Damn, we fucked our ropes. Yeah, we're like, oh, that's because these are grips ropes, not Rick's ropes. <laughs> they're so shitty. It's the <laughs> shitty knockoff version, off brand. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you do? We land up against the lichen. Yeah, it's thick almost like a cushion like it's really soft if you touch it your hand sinks into it quite far whoa um, how deep up to my wrist like oh. this part of my wrist wow. it's like a half a foot Holy yeah shit. it's like fucking thick can i talk to the moss yeah yeah you probably can <laughs> i want to know if any travelers have been near here <gasps> oh ooh, mm. <laughs> chef's kiss chef's kiss love it uh you don't have to roll the moss is just like yeah hey what a beautiful spot you have here South facing, gorgeous. Thank you. Been here for a while. You are the thickest 
lichen I have ever seen. And I am loving it. You're so kind to say. It takes a while to kind of get the right balance of sunlight and water, especially out here. But no doubt. Where did you get all this blue from? It's azural. Mm, oh, you know. Sometimes things float by and they lap up against my cushiony moss bed and we just suck them up. No. Huh. Do I have, has anything floated by recently? Like what? Have you seen anybody like us? People like. Mm. A wizard. Would a moss know enough to know what a wizard is? Oh. Wizard like, like magic person. Yeah. Like person that make moss. Like a dumb-headed magic person. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, Ooh, I think I saw, I felt something that felt like the wizard. Oh. But didn't look like the wizard. This one was like skinny and bald and ratty. Mm, Sounds like our wizard. Oh, you're talking about the moss wizard. <laughs> like this, does all moss know the moss wizard that we talked about? That would about? totally make sense. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? This moss is like, that's not the wizard. That's not the moss wizard that I know. Yeah. Hmm. Do you, do you know how many sunshines it's been since you felt him? Eight. Okay. I'm gonna... Go be moss. I'm going to hit the hay. <laughs> It's, okay. a moss, it's moss humor. How do you know what hay is? Oh, <laughs> I know what hay is. From no. rolling in it. <laughs> All right, bye. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you, moss. Keep, uh, stay beautiful. Oh, I will. So yeah, you can gather moss saw Perel. At least this moss did, floating by eight sunshines ago. That's cool. Should we discern realities to see if there's anything else here that would be useful? Totally. That'd be fun. Us there. Who's doing it? Who's doing what? Do you want to or should I? I don't care. I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> 2d6 plus wisdom. Oh, fuck, Lord of Flame, please help me. I think Tuck <laughs> is getting a little bit more religious because <laughs> yeah. he's, get, he's got through so many near-death yeah. situations. Desperation does that to people. Yeah. And oh. we talked about last time how the religion of the flame is about enduring hardship. Yeah. This has been fucking hard. Yeah. Please burn the eternal unworthiness in my soul. Eight plus nine. Wisdom. wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> wow nine all right so you get one question uh, can i get aided oh I'm, yeah totally oh yeah um could i look around with you yeah yes i'm i'm touching the bottom half of the moss because what else is there to touch <laughs> it's so soft it's so soft i really like it i got uh eight nine okay great so that makes it a 10 so Woo! tuck gets three questions what here is useful or valuable to me yeah totally the moss is edible yes the moss is oh. edible and it tastes like raw fish that's kind of nice. Sushi? Sushi oh, yeah. moss? Like salmon? Yeah, kind yeah. of. From like a text- texture versus taste standpoint, it's kind of off-putting. Yeah. But like it's like if you ate a bunch of salad greens and oh. it tasted like fish. So mm. it's pudding, but like a little bit different is what you're saying. It's off-putting? Oh. I don't know why I'm doing so many of these. I'm going to stop. Please <laughs> don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's what, you, what here is useful or valuable to me. The moss is edible. The moss is edible. Um, Billy, you get a little like little uh buzz on the tongue when you eat it oh yeah (gasps) this is magic moss does it contain magical energy what else can we ask what moss is magic here what here is not what it appears to be all right i think uh billy notices this because he's going crazy on this moss sorry everyone (laughs) (laughs) he's like rolling in it eating it yeah does, does it mind 
It doesn't seem to mind. Okay. <laughs> Billy, what you do notice is you're like looking for the best parts in the moss. Now you're like, ooh, what's the most like thick, delicious mm-hmm. part of this moss? So you look up the tower and you see this sheet of moss growing hundreds of feet in the air and a hundred feet on either side. Cool. Whoa. Uh, it's covering like this whole side of this pillar, basically. Uh, but you notice a little bit further up parts of it um, rippling in the wind. What? Like quite a ways up, like maybe 40, 50 feet in the air. But there's like there's a sh- movement, a sheet of moss. There's no rock behind it. Who's really in control here? Can I get the bird to take a look? Yeah, totally. Because it's quite high up in the air. Uh, so you're like, hey, bird, go take like, look at this. <laughs> what do you a bird? I see. Do what you got to do. And the bird swoops down out of the clouds. Yeah. And his f- eyes roll back in his head, flaps around a little bit and sees the spot that you're pointing at. Uh, and it flies forward and Billy and Tuck, you see it fly up to this patch of moving moss, tuck its wings in and punch right through. <gasps> it's like platform nine and three quarters. Oh my God, we can go in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like platform nine and three quarters, except to be clear, it rips through a sheet of moss. Oh, okay. It's not. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. it uncovers an opening. Okay. Into the, into the, into, into the, the pillar. pillar. Can we lash the boats up and start climbing up to get in? You'd have to anchor it to the moss uh-huh. unless you could find a way to punch it into the stone x x well there you go you figured yeah. out a way to punch it into the stone yeah so i go to like one of the corners and i like i take the axe and i like i just smash through the corner to mm-hmm. make like a little hole and i i like loop the boat through tie it up yeah dunzo mm-hmm. figured it out and i asked the thing i was like is this not good and it, he, like it, it falls apart it's shoelace not <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this isn't a thing that you're like pressed for time to do so you have enough time to figure out a knot that means your boat's not floating away yeah i'm gonna help because i'm really good at knots and i'm like you're not your fingers are so thick <laughs> not doing it right <laughs> Duck gets really self-conscious oh. and puts his fingers into his, his armpits yeah it was <laughs> what like disproportionately the only oh. reason you can do that is because your armpits are bigger than your fingers like guys there's no way to just work out your armpits and your fingers you can't just lose weight in your fingers it's impossible i didn't mean it in a bad way <laughs> just in uh, a way oh uh, great uh yeah so after a while you figure out the right knot the boat doesn't float away you have time to do what you want to do can thunderbird take us up up to the thing yeah i can't see why not bird pokes his head back out oh yeah i yeah. can't get on it oh yeah tuck's oh. gonna have to climb I'm too big i'll have to climb and i'm maybe using the axe too like, oh yeah, yeah. Barry. As a pitten or whatever? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a defy danger strength. Holy shit. Fuck me. Why oh. this one? Did Why I... is this the roll? <laughs> you were given an option on a way to not have to roll. I, I got 14. <laughs> Climb so good. Yeah. You beat the bird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because oh I mean, my God. <laughs> we get to the top, like, look down, tuck, and he's like, uh huh. What? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I guess my fat fingers came in handy now. <laughs> <laughs> High five. Uh, that's so good. Um, great. Yeah. And so he, he, he tucks them back into his armpits. <laughs> Billy tucks his fingers in his armpits too. Like, well, whatever. Mine are fine too. (laughs) Awesome. So you're in this like carved stone doorway Mm -hmm. that leads into the depths of the pillar itself. It's pitch black past like 30 or 40 feet and it's cold and sort of damp. Cool. Yeah. Is it, round or is it are the edges squared off it's uh like flat up to probably six feet on either side and then the 
walls go up and arc uh, to an arch above your head. It's almost like a tr- a mini train tunnel. Yeah, totally. And it's pretty tight for Tuck, mm-hmm. I should say. And the bird, of course. The bird is like... <laughs> uh, so it's probably going to bounce. Like, it's just going to go back out the tunnel. It'll wait at the entrance. Yeah, yeah. right. Because it can... No, it, I was going to say, because it can guard, right? No, it can perform. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> can you get it to do sabotage? <laughs> Can you get it to do an acoustic cover? <laughs> yeah, it's tuning a it's guitar. I'll be fine. You guys go. So Perilous Wilds also has dungeon rules, which is uh, a thing that we will be doing as you explore this. It'll be randomly generated stuff. It's a dungeon crawl? No, it's not a dungeon crawl, but this is a dungeon is a broad way of saying a place you explore. So this is like a tower, mysterious tower. But yeah, so you see a dark corridor going out into the tower itself mm-hmm. what do you do i think we go down that corridor yeah right? like of course yeah. light a torch yeah yeah do you have a torch in your adventuring gear <clears throat> i sure do can i do um before we go down can i do trap expert <gasps> fuck yes, yes absolutely <laughs> thank you <laughs> absolutely. i forgot about that i know it's been a long time <laughs> so cool yeah <clears throat> so um, absolutely yeah so read trap expert because it's been a while yeah so when you spend a moment to survey a dangerous area roll plus dexterity on a 10 plus hold three on a seven to nine hold one uh spend your hold as you walk through the area to ask some questions Sick. cool so yeah go for it roll 2d6 plus dexterity please <gasps> nice nine does anyone want to help yeah do it this time Oh, how yeah, you, with your how, torch. How are you helping? Oh, with the torch, yeah. I don't have a torch. Oh. Uh, Tuck has an axe that lights up that he always forgets <gasps> about. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm aiding. Aiding. Yeah. So 2d6 yeah. plus bond with Billy. Right. And I guess you're just aiding with the th- by giving him a light source. Yeah, yeah, I give him the axe. You just you probably this? hold it above his head. <laughs> he can't carry it. I try to carry it. I'm like, um, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> He'd be it's dragging like a, it like a kid trying to move a rolled up carpet. Yeah. yeah. Except it's a carpet made of knives. Yeah. And TLC's like, can you not? <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Shit. Aziz, light. <laughs> 12. How the fuck are my rolls good now? <laughs> yeah. Act two. This is, we flipped over from the hard part to the easy part. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so I hope. Billy gets three questions. So is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? There is a trap here. What activates it is quite simply walking forward. Um, and But Billy, you determine that there's a trap here based on like a magical energy that you feel. It's not like you see a trip wire and yeah. like little gears. You're just like, this is dangerous. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Oh, whoa, guys, stop. Don't Don't move. Yeah, Ving and I both freeze when when he says that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does the trap do when activated? Uh, and the trap, how would Billy determine this? Can I kind of like tilt forward a bit to just like, it almost feels like I'm going through this like thin layer of like magic. Right. So you're like kind of testing what the yeah. effect would be. So you move forward and you kind of push your face through the edge of this field. And for a second, you're like, what was I doing? Oh. And you move back and you're like, oh, fuck, there's a trap. Oh. Oh, it steals your memories? It makes th- you forget. We shouldn't We shouldn't do this, you guys. Um, oh, my God. I got to know. Oh, uh, okay. Could I use tricks of the trade for that? Uh, Yeah. Tricks of the trade you can also use to disarm traps, I think, can't yeah, you? Yeah, I can. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I can. Maybe that's just what we should do. Try that. Should we? Yeah, tricks okay. Trade. Yeah, when you pick locks or pockets or disable traps. 
You roll plus dexterity. This oh. is really hard because it's a magic trap. Yeah, this is weird. So I'm feeling around like mostly with my mind. So Monster. Whoa. Monster roll. I got 12. This is crazy. Holy shit. Oh. We were meant to go into I this had a, rock. I had a good sleep. <laughs> <laughs> on a 10 plus, you do it. No I problem. do it. Okay, so on a 10 plus, you do it. No problem. Um, how do I do that? Yeah, how does Billy figure out this trap? I was thinking because of our rings and oh. how we are sharing memories now. Oh, and so yeah. Billy can you walk can forward together. Yeah. If we link our memories together through the rings and then you go walking forward, then your memories should, should stay intact. Totally. Because actually, like when I do that and I lean forward, I wasn't touching any of you guys. Yeah. So when I'm helping Tuck, I was, I was like holding his hand and I felt like my memories ebb and flow but like it was like cycling through us mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. how it felt to billy so it's like the thing is like you just have to be like touching each other but yeah we all link arms like a bunch of idiots yeah <laughs> so yeah we start skipping start skipping well, so si- far down oh yeah you guys can pick me up yeah and also it's- oh we do that thing where, where like two yes. parents on either side and we're swinging our kids yeah. oh yeah <laughs> well like we're off to see sideways Sideways? Because it's, it's a so six narrow. foot wide. <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> Billy is ping pong, ding dong, slamming back and forth into these walls. Oh, oh. And oh. Actually, yeah. So since we're shuffling sideways, maybe Tuck goes in first because yeah. he also has the, the healthy distrust that he could use if something bad happens. True. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I feel like as we go through it, the mechanism we're using to save our memories is like we're shuttling them almost back and forth between yeah. each other. Okay, can I ask you guys to do some improv? Yeah. I want each of you to give me a memory that nobody knows about. Uh, I see Tuck's dad dressing Tuck up um, in a little dress. Bruce Bruce? Tuck's dad, and Bruce Bruce, or Bruce Tuck's Bruce. dad? Oh. Tuck's, oh yeah, he was your adopted father. He's my adopted, but he found me when I was a baby. Yeah, Bruce Bruce. Okay. Um, putting a wig on you. <laughs> uh, um, oh, no. Dolling you up in a little dress. Not this, no, not this memory, please. <laughs> Shoes, uh, please God, no. Coaching you and how to act a little less like a little uh, strong boy uh, in order to... <laughs> uh use him as a like a scheme to get somebody to uh, buy uh, a, a number of carts <laughs> like my cute little daughter like yeah cute yeah daughter. that was oh my god because when i was really young i was a cute little like fat kid mm-hmm. and people would be like what a cute little fat kid he's trying to sell me a cart and then when i got closer to like puberty age, without without <laughs> I, hitting puberty yeah just before puberty where i was just like Kind like you know where those kids get like lanky and smelly. Yeah. And stuff? <laughs> he was like, "All right, we're gonna change this whole scenario. You're gonna pretend to be a little girl because people like little girls more than little boys." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> the person that he's selling carts to has a young man, and he was trying to be like, "Oh, we, well, our kids could maybe match." And I was like, "Dad, what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> so good. All right, Billy's memory. I see a little Billy in the halfling lands. Uh, this is after old Bill passed away and you started living kind of like in the woods, yeah. like anywhere. And I see you kind of like on the edge of a little halfling schoolyard, like in the woods behind the school. Aww. And I see you watching the kids play. Uh, and I feel like your desperate desire to go be with them 
but also like all the times that you were like pushed away and shunned and you were just like oh fuck yeah. mm. like i always wanted to go to school yeah oh that's so, so sad. sad yeah and then you ran back into the woods and i'm just like pretending like oh, i hope you didn't see that <laughs> uh, right everybody's seeing their own yeah. memories being like what's being shared and what isn't yeah <laughs> I see Ving when he's like young, like really young kid, and he is in like a resplendent kind of palace looking thing. Some of the floors are like built out of ice and some of the structures are built out of ice and there's like furs and stuff um, and like beautiful snow animals kept in the like outdoor area. And you're actually in a like a tutoring class right now. And you're looking outside because you're like, I hate this. And you make eye contact with one of the like reindeer kind of looking animals. I don't know. Billy doesn't know. It's like this like really like fur coat looking deer with antlers. And you make eye contact with him and and you get like this weird tunnel vision like like you guys connect kind of. And then your teacher snaps his little ruler against your knuckles. and He's like, pay attention. Yeah. That's it. Cool. That's great. Oh, man. Yeah. As you all pass through with your arm, your hands clenched, sharing these memories, you feel, Billy especially, you feel the like buildup of magical energy as the trap activates and tries to overpower your minds. Mm-hmm. And then it's gone. Sick. Wow. The trap has been disarmed. <sighs> I like that Billy doesn't tell us that we can stop holding hands. I'm like, yeah, just keep the holding hands. Keep <laughs> swinging just, me. Yeah, he really likes it. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> Great. So the dungeon move that we're going to be using is called See What They Find. Yeah. And all it requires is one of you to roll a D12. Whoa. Yeah. We've never done that. Which one is it? This. Those ones. Yeah. Oh. Wow. A new die. <laughs> We're all just like, oh, D12. I've never seen these shapes before. What are these markings on the tops? <laughs> this one says, Yo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's a 10. <laughs> this one's just an L, I think. Whoa. <laughs> Fucking <For> roll. Love. <laughs> For love, bro. Um, yeah, maybe. Can I roll? Yeah. I'm first one in? Yeah, totally. you're, you're in the you front. have the axe. Yeah, the I have, I, yeah, I have a bit of light. Right. Eight. Eight. Okay, so you are pushing forward with the light of the axe to guide your way through the darkness. It's moist, it's humid. Everything just feels wet. Like you almost feel the wet through your shoes. Mm. It's just damp as fuck. And you come out into a chamber that's about 15 feet on either side and then 30 feet long. You see there's a door on the other side of the chamber as well. It's just carved out of the stone of the pillar. And you look down at the floor as you walk in and you see there's like a grit, like a wet grit on the ground. And it looks like there are marks, like something's been dragged across the ground. (gasps) And it looks like too recent. It, like the room itself is very bare. Like it is carved out of this this gray green stone. It's just this gray cube box with grit. It's in- wet. There's wet grit. There's a looks like a rotting wooden table across the chamber on the far wall, like on the left hand side. There's like pots. Like it just kind of looks like a 
a multi-use room. You like know what I mean? Like someone lived there, though. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, this oh, is yeah. signs of habitation. Like, there's, like, a home office in the corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a, a game room. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. there's a beer sign that says beer o'clock. <laughs> yeah, and there's a sign hanging in the kitchen that says eat in, like, hand cursive. Yeah, yeah. there's one that says don't talk to me until I've had my Oh, my call. God. <laughs> uh-huh. there's, a, there's a stylishly painted, like, piece of... Uh, scavenged wood that says in this family we hug give second chances tell the truth well you know that i've seen it so many times um are there any doors yeah so there's a door uh also of the same like archie shape on the other side of the room should we discern realities for the room what are you doing i'm just playing with dice (laughs) (laughs) is somebody are you so yeah what are you doing Oh, I'm going to check. I'm going to look into that uh, scraping along the floor. Yeah. So what? Discern reality. Discern reality. Okay. 2d6 plus wisdom. Nice. Nine. All right. You get one question. You can light my way. Oh, yeah. Oh. For a 10. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Bond. 2d6 plus bond. Oof. 11. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. So you get 10. You get three questions because Tuck is lighting the room with his axe. What happened here recently? What happened here recently is you get down really close to the tracks and you're like, Ooh, I taste are, it. Tastes like dirt and plants, like rotting plant life. And it looks like something dragged its way through this chamber. Like through the, the door. Yeah, like to, to the other side of the room. You already knew that, though, from yeah. the drag marks. Okay, then it did it within the last five minutes. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. What else is hidden here? Yeah. I use that hold. What else is in here? Uh, okay, Billy, you see on the edge of Tuck's axolite. Yeah. You look at like some of the boxes and urns that are by the rotting table on the other side of the room and you see behind them on the wall and also kind of up in some of them, a plant of some kind, like a thick carpet of plant life. Is it more of that moss? There could be magical moss monster here too. It's hard to see what kind of plant it is in the like purple light of the axe. Mm. Because everything's in a wash in a purple glow. What's about to happen? Uh, what's about to happen is you see Billy points out this weird carpeted plant on the other side of the room. Guys, look. And what is the, the pile of detritus that it's on starts to move. And things drop away as this plant matter grows further up the pile and into the broken wood and across to the rotting table. And it starts pulling it into itself. And creating a body out of moss and broken wood and leftover materials. And this hulking blue-colored moss monster stands between you and the door. What here is not what it appears to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, maybe it's on illusion. Well, we could use that with the in the purple light. You're able to do some some extrapolation and you're like, oh, that's not the same moss on the outside of this pillar. That's the blue moss from Pinewood. Oh, my God. God. What? And that's where we're going to end it. Uh, How did it get here? <laughs> I've been your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian Abdul Aziz. <laughs> okay, bye. Playing Fat Billy, the half thief, Jessica Ty. Yeah, bye. <laughs> playing Ving, the half elf, Druid, Paul Oppers. What if each principality has its own pillar? Oh! <laughs> well, then there would only be five pillars. Oh, my God! <laughs> next time, next time. And uh, thanks to Aaron and Reeve for our intro and outro music. Thanks to our listeners and our Patreon supporters. You can find us at patreon.com slash spell lore or at spelt lore on most social media platforms we'll see you next time bye <laughs> and so ends the tale of adventures three 
who tried the best they can. Though dumb and scared and lost they be, for times abreast in revelry. And though our journey may be like a conclusion, we will not leave you without a resolution. Return next week to hear some more whilst you commute or do your chores. And for you, I'd gladly.